Well, hello there and welcome to the SLP Stress Management Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Andrix, and this is the place for you to manage stress, reduce the risk of burnout, and find more balance in and out of your life as an SLP. And if you're not an SLP and you're just a human or in a related field, welcome. We are diving into mindfulness over the next few episodes and especially using mindfulness in your speech room, your sessions, or your classroom. This week we are going to talk about something you can do at the start of your day or start of your sessions to help bring a little more awareness and to um, know how you and your students are really doing in that day. We're also going to take a moment to meditate and pause, reset. And we are going to dive into the benefits of bringing mindfulness into your speech room, your sessions, or your classroom. Because if we don't talk about that, what is the point of it at all? I am so ready to dive into this with you. Let's get going. Welcome to your wellness tip for this week. So today's wellness tip is something that you can do for yourself, but you can also use this at the start of your speech sessions or maybe the start of your um, you know, classroom day. So what this is, is a check-in. So how many times have you just like jumped into your day or you know, you just like move on to the next thing and then realize like, oh wow, I'm super tired or I'm feeling stressed or like, wow, my energy is like up today and I am like not able to focus because my activities are all very low energy. This happens a lot, possibly for you, and it can happen for our, our students too when we just have them going from like one thing to the next. So having a moment to check in can really make a big difference and can help you see how you are gonna show up and help your students see how they are going to show up for themselves and also for you to be able to see how they'll show up for the session because not every day is the same. So one way you can check in is to do something like maybe just have everyone write down, you know, if you don't want everyone to have to share it with each other, like how they're feeling today and they can pass you a little sticky note or something. Another way is to just pause and breathe and no one has to share anything, but it's just a moment to take five deep breaths, maybe close your eyes and just say, how am I feeling in this moment so that I know how I'm going to show up for class today. Or maybe it's that you have some colors and everyone has a folder or you can go and grab a, a color, like a little you know sheet, like a little stick of paper that has red if you're feeling really upset today, blue if you're feeling sad, yellow if you're feeling excited, green if you're feeling happy, like go, I'm feeling happy. Um, and they can grab that and just let you know like, here's how I'm feeling today. That way you know a little bit more about what's going on with them. And another thing that you could do to check in would maybe be to have like an affirmation. Maybe it's that you want them to be able to grab how they're doing that day, or maybe they can just like high five the affirmation that they are feeling for that day. Like I am feeling happy. I am feeling energetic. I am feeling capable. Or maybe it's the one that they want to strive for and that's how they're checking in. So checking in can be a huge thing and you can do this for yourself too. Noting, okay, where am I feeling on the spectrum of low balanced to high energy and where am I feeling as far as my needs and my capabilities today. 
And the more awareness you bring, the more you are able to move through with that knowledge and be prepared and use what you have for that day. Give it a try. Let me know how it goes. Let's take a moment to meditate. This meditation practice is one that you can do for yourself when you're needing maybe a moment to reset or pause. Like if you're starting to just feel your energy or your mood or your focus kind of drift. But it's also one that you can use with your students if you are needing to regroup and kind of bring the focus back in or if you're noticing energy levels are getting a little rowdy and rambunctious you can help bring it in to be able to focus and have the fun and also do the work. So find yourself in a seat, bring your hands onto your thighs and sit up tall. And imagine here that there is a wick, like a candle, a string attached to the top of your head and just lift up here. So you are tall with lots of space. Close your eyes here, or maybe just look down towards the ground, but blocking out all of the other things. Go ahead and take a big inhale through the nose if you can. And exhale through the mouth or nose. Take an even bigger inhale. And exhale. Breathe in again. Breathe out. And take another breath in, feeling your body grow steady. And exhale. Take another breath in, noticing your thoughts getting a little steadier. And exhale. Take another deep breath in. And let it go. One more breath here. And exhale. Just wiggle your fingers and toes just a little bit. You can blink your eyes open. And you have completed a meditation practice for today. Thank you so much for joining in. Have you ever had a moment when you felt immense pressure? and needed to recall some information, like maybe in a debate or in grad school for like your comps or for the praxis, or maybe it's like when your supervisor, either in grad school or like at work now, like asked you about like what your plan was, <laughs> um, only to find that your brain emptied out completely and you felt panicked and could not focus, explain, or put any thoughts together. Or maybe, 
you felt that like after taking a pause to regroup and find some silence, like having a cup of tea or coffee or a Diet Coke, or you got to go outside, um, you felt completely recharged and able to focus on your work again. And perhaps you have maybe at some point felt unsettled and scattered and like you couldn't process another single piece of information, but then you got up and moved or you wrote down some thoughts and took a few breaths. Maybe like you, um, you know, you made some bread, you like squeezed some dough or something. And then you felt like you were able to sink into the moment and be present again and like put all the thoughts together and fully feel like you could communicate. These are moments of stress, decreased focus, and dysregulation. So all of this happens to us pretty regularly as adults, and we are learning as best we can how to manage this and reduce the overwhelm that comes with it. Some of us have had more um, practice than others, like we've been given more skills and learned more growing up, and some of us are completely clueless and are just trying to figure it out as we go. But you've probably had a few of these happen and have tried some strat strategies, either consciously or out of habit. And if you really take a second to look at them, they are all based out of mindfulness. And they can help you as an adult, but they can also help students who are feeling some of these same pressures, lack of focus, and dysregulation. So going through each of these can make it really, really hard to learn, not only due to inability to focus, but the inability to like retain information and use or build critical thinking skills and communication. And if a student is already struggling with language disorder or a learning disability or anything, this will only make it that much more difficult. It is one of the best reasons to bring mindfulness into your speech sessions and classroom, to help give students some tools to use so they feel more prepared and ready to the best of their abilities in their bodies and their brains. So mindfulness is a powerful resource made up of many different tools that helps the brain in both adults and children to turn down the stress response to feel more aware of and bring awareness into the present moment and to turn back on parts of the brain that helps problem solve, recall, and learn and build new pathways that help get these strategies on board even easier. So there are many, many reasons that mindfulness is helpful that you may have experienced and many, many reasons that mindfulness can be helpful with your students. But here are a few benefits of using mindfulness in your speech room or classroom. Okay, the first is stress. So when you think of stress, you probably think of it as being an adult or late teen or early adulthood issue and not something that younger children are having to deal with. Even if you know that that's not true, like in your mind when someone's like thinking about a stressed out person, it's usually someone older or, you know, maybe high school or college aged at the youngest. But unfortunately, the younger ones are dealing with this too. It could be stress from like the amount of schoolwork or an issue with their peers or the upcoming testing that they're having to do. 
when you're stressed, your brain has gone into a survival mode where the parts that process information, very needed when you are at school, especially if you're going to take tests, um, or that help you recall, or that help you store memories and learn new ones and like absorb new information, are, those are all turned down. And some of these can even shrink over time. This can happen for kids with their developing brains too. So using some mindfulness, such as deep breathing or movement breaks, can help to reduce the stress that they face and turn down the stress response, helping those other parts of the brain to turn back on or to fully be there and to grow. So it could look like taking a few moments to breathe during the day, maybe at the start of the day, or maybe just before like a really big activity that's gonna take a lot of brain power. Or it could be taking breaths to stretch and get some wiggles out because sometimes that is so needed and it's just gonna help to like work the stress out through the body. Another benefit is when it comes to focusing. So, the opposite of focusing is feeling distracted, right? Distractibility, fogginess, um, mentally exhausted, all of those things that pull away your attention and your focus. It is really easy to lose focus and kids, as I'm sure you're aware, have a hard time with this too. Um, it's not always due to an attention deficit or a challenge like they're kids and they are learning. Their brain is still growing and adapting and like putting that part, that skill together. Um, and sometimes it's just a really tiring day. So kids can feel drained and mentally exhausted too. Um, especially if they are on the go all day, you know, school and then activity and all of these things and they don't have much time to take a break and feel like they can recharge. Or they might just be tired, just they didn't sleep well, or they're hungry, or thirsty, um, or they need to get up and move. And so they may feel more foggy-headed. Mindfulness comes into play um, in two ways here. So you can be mindful, right? It can be, when they're feeling that way, it can be more of like a mindset that you have of these moments, of noticing, noticing when someone comes into your speech room um, during their for their session or when they walk into your classroom and noticing like okay they seem um, like they're having trouble focusing or maybe they're really tired feeling a little sluggish today they're you know they're saying like oh everything is so hard today like oh, I just can't focus on it my head hurts whatever it might be being mindful and picking up on these cues and then being able to give them a strategy to use that will help so it's also, you know, the tool that they can use. So while it's you being able to notice it, there's also that they can have things to help with it, right? So doing a mindful activity like deep breaths or going for a walk around the class or pausing to check in between activities to help give the brain a reset or break. Maybe you say like, hey, why don't you go fill up your water bottle? Um, and then come back if you notice they just like need that kind of like movement break. Or maybe your whole class needs it so you use like, you know, go noodle or something and you have a dance break. Um, 
Another place that this can, can come into play, another benefit is with regulation. So when there is a lot of information or just like life, students can feel dysregulated. There's processing information, being overloaded, being understimulated, overstimulated. This doesn't always mean hyperactive. It can also mean lower energy, like where it's above or below what their baseline is. Either way, they are dysregulated. And it might start to show in what some people would call behaviors. Um, but it might be just their reactions to things are a little different than what they would usually have or that they are, you know, again, not able to focus or they're feeling overwhelmed or something is going on um, in order to, and sometimes it's that they're having this behavior in order to bring their energy up or bring it down. And it's not a conscious thing. It's just what's happening in their body. So they might need some kind of sensory input um, on the regular or maybe just in that moment, but something mindful, doing something like moving and stretching or deep breaths or squeezing something or belly breathing um, might be what they need to reset and regulate. Um, I'm like, I'm still learning a lot about this, right? So I'm not like the expert in this field. And if you're like, oh no, no, it's actually this, like awesome and let me know. Um, and also let me know where to find some resources and I will let you know where to find resources on that. So, um, you know, I know this can be a hot topic where it's like, oh, actually it's this way. Um, but just saying that mindfulness can really help when it comes to regulation. Um, and that it could be something that can help the students with that input that they need. Another place is with language and communication. Oh, we are SLPs, most of us. And if you're not, and you're a teacher, an educator, or an OT or PT, like communication is, you know, it's still there, right? Mindfulness helps to turn down the stress response, even in kids, which helps your brain to function easier, as I mentioned above. So this means that like, if you are stressed or anxious, it is a lot harder to use those parts of the brain that communicate and use language skills or, and, and you know, communication is not just what you are saying, but how you are taking in what others are communicating to you. So um, all of those parts of the brain, things like the hippocampus and the prefrontal cortex, which is still developing in kids anyway, which is why it's even more challenging. So by using mindfulness, you reduce the stress response and allow these parts of the brains to work at their highest or at least higher capacity as best the student can. And it gives them the best chance and the best ability to really use these communication skills and to be able to um, not, so whether or not they have a language disorder or a communication deficit of some kind, like they are better able to use these skills. And then if they do have a challenge and you're seeing them because they have expressive or receptive language or um, you know some sort of social communication, this can help because it's helping the brain to be at its best and to not make it even harder for them. The other part, another benefit, is that it's fun. It's just fun. 
it might be one of the most important reasons too. Kids like it and it's fun. So mindfulness, while it doesn't always have to be this like super exciting, right? Because sometimes that's not quite, you're trying to bring the energy down, but it's different. It's a different activity maybe that you can use, or it's like switching up the routine in just a new way, or it's just something maybe they haven't tried before, or they have, and so they're like, oh yay, we get to do this again. I've heard of this. It can be fun and exciting in a good way, and it can give them a moment to pause, reset, and honestly to let go of learning and thinking and just be for that brief moment so they can come back to learning, feeling refreshed and renewed. So what are some of the benefits that you have noticed or wondered about with mindfulness? Share in the comments over at the blog and let me know or send me a message at jessieandrix on Instagram or email jessie at jessieandrix.com if you have a further detailed question. Okay, now that you know a little bit more about it, are you ready to learn exactly how you can bring it into your classroom or your speech sessions? Well, then you are going to want to get on the wait list for my brand new upcoming course. And you can sign up for that wait list by clicking the wait list link below for mindfulness in your speech room. So if you're looking for some fun and out of the box ways to connect that can help you feel truly authentic and supportive of your students, make sure you sign up for the waitlist for the newest course, Mindfulness in Your Speech Room. It is a course for SLPs and educators that will share and show how you can bring mindfulness into your classroom as little or much as you'd like and how it can change everything for the better. You can sign up for that waitlist below and snag an exclusive discount when doors open later this month, September. Also, space will be limited and waitlist peeps get early access plus that bonus discount. So if you are at all interested in this, get on the waitlist so you can get the details and decide before the chance is taken away if you are ready to sign up for this course. And I cannot wait to see you there for mindfulness in your speech room. Thank you for tuning in today. Love and light to you.